Hi everyone, I'm Dave. And I'm Marvin. It's day 224, and this is God's Big Story. It's a story. It's big. Never boring. No way. For his glory. Always. It's God's Big Story. So, good afternoon, everyone. I hope your Thursday is delightful. Marvin and I have just finished some cookies and, well, we are ready to go. Hi, everyone. Nobody knows what he's gonna ask now. It's Marvin, the friendly, curious cow. So, yes, Marvin, thanks for the cookies. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're welcome, Dave. You know, my mom made them. Yeah. Her secret ingredient is muesli. Yeah, they're delicious, huh? Yeah, they were really great. Tell her thank you very much. Oh, yeah, I will, Dave, sure. Now, Marvin, the last couple of days we've been hearing about the Passover meal, how Jesus washed the disciples' feet before the meal and how he took the bread and wine and explained how they were now to be about his sacrifice, not the sacrifice of the little sheep lambs in Egypt. Okay, yeah, yeah, with you so far, Dave. Okay, so the meal has now finished and Jesus and the disciples head outside. Jesus, as usual, is going to spend time in prayer and they go to a place called the Garden of Gethsemane on the Mount of Olives. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think I've heard of that before. Good. Okay. Well, that's what we're going to hear about in today's reading. Okay, great. So who's reading for us today? Today, we're back to our friend Johnny. Oh, hi, Johnny. Hi there. Today, I'll be reading two passages. The first is from Luke 22, verses 40 to 46. And the second is from Matthew 26, verses 42 to 46. When they reached the place, Jesus spoke. Pray that you won't fall into sin when you are tempted, he said to them. Then he went a short distance away from them. Then he got down on his knees and prayed. He said, Father, if you are willing, take this cup of suffering away from me. But do what you want, not what I want. An angel from heaven appeared to Jesus and gave him strength, because he was very sad and troubled. He prayed even harder. His sweat was like drops of blood falling to the ground. After that, he got up from prayer and went back to the disciples. He found them sleeping. They were worn out because they were very sad. Why are you sleeping? He asked them. Get up. Pray that you won't fall into sin when you are tempted. Moving to Matthew 26 verses 42 to 46. Jesus went away a second time. He prayed, My father, Is it possible for this cup to be taken away? But if I must drink it, may what you want be done. Then he came back. Again he found them sleeping. They couldn't keep their eyes open. So he left them and went away once more. For the third time he prayed the same thing. Then he returned to the disciples. He said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? Look, the hour has come. The Son of Man is about to be handed over to sinners. Get up. Let us go. Here comes the one who has handed me over to them. Thanks, Johnny. Okay, Dave. Hang on. I have a question. Yeah, you usually do, Marvin. Go for it. Okay. So, we've been saying for weeks that, you know, Jesus was on this big rescue mission and that he knew that he was going to die and that that's what he had come to do and all of that stuff. But, Dave, if that's true then how come now, right before it's all going to happen, well, he asks God if they can do something else? I mean, did Jesus change his mind? Well, no, Marvin, he hadn't changed his mind. But one of the things we can just never really completely understand is how it worked for Jesus to be fully man and fully God in one person. Oh, hey, Dave. Oh, hi, Professor. 
word for Jesus being 100% fully God and 100% fully man at the same time? Oh, sure, Professor. Yeah. yeah, I love big fancy words. Okay, here it is. It is called the hypostatic union. Uh, the hypo what now? The hypostatic union, Marvin. Oh, okay. Yeah, let me try that. The hypo Hypostatic union. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, the hypostatic union. Fully God and fully man in one person. Okay, okay. Hypostatic union. Oh, I like it. Yeah, got it, Professor. Thanks. Yeah, thanks, Professor. So, Marvin, at times we see very clearly that Jesus was God when he calmed the storm, when he walked on water, when the bleeding woman touched his cloak and he knew that power had gone out from him. That's all God stuff, right? Oh, yeah, sure. But then Jesus was also fully man. We saw him weep when his friend Lazarus had died. He got hungry when he didn't eat. Remember, the devil tempted him with bread. So, yeah, Jesus didn't go through life like some comic book superhero where nothing could hurt him. He was fully human like us. If Jesus stubbed his toe, it hurt. Okay. So, yes, we can never completely understand what it meant to be fully man and fully God. We can't understand how that worked. But there are times when we see God stuff, and there are times when we see the man stuff. And today, I think, we see some of the man stuff. How do you mean, Dave? Well, Marvin, you see, Jesus knew exactly what was coming, and it was awful. He knew his friends would all leave him. He knew he would be going through all of this stuff completely alone. He knew he would be mocked and spat on and slapped and then beaten, and he knew that he would be nailed to a cross to die a really slow and horrible death. Now, we'll hear about all those things over the next few days, but Marvin, no matter how much of a plan you had, no matter how much you knew that all of that had to be done, I don't think there's a human in the world who, if they knew all that was about to happen to them, wouldn't pray to God and say, please, is there any other way? And so that's what we see Jesus praying. Okay, yeah, I see. And Luke told us that his sweat was like drops of blood, and that's something that can happen when people are really super, super stressed. Their blood pressure gets so high that the blood vessels, the the little veins in their skin, they burst and the blood comes out like sweat. And that shows us that when all of these terrible things were going to happen to Jesus, he wasn't going to switch to God mode somehow and, you know, turn off the pain and make it easy. Jesus felt everything that people did to him. He knew how awful it was going to be. And so Jesus, like anyone would be, was greatly troubled by what he knew was coming. Gosh, yeah. And his disciples were no help at all. No, they really weren't. They were exhausted. They didn't understand what was going on, what Jesus was going through. And of course, they didn't know that they were about to witness the most important events in the entire history of the world. They couldn't keep their eyes open. But this, I'm afraid, is the calm before the storm. And their world is about to be flipped completely upside down. Boys and girls, over the last few weeks, we've heard how Jesus did some amazing things. He healed the sick, he raised the dead, he cast out demons, he calmed the storm. Those are all displays of his amazing power. Things that make us say, wow, Jesus is amazing. But today I think we saw something else. 
we saw the amazing courage and strength and love of our Saviour. See, I can't imagine what it was like knowing what was going to happen and how much worse it was knowing that his friends who he loved would all let him down and he would go through it all completely alone, that no one would have his back. But even knowing all of that, Jesus didn't run away. He could have. He didn't call down an army of angels to strike down his enemies. He could have done that too. He didn't abandon us and just return to the glories of heaven. He could have done any of those things, but he didn't. He faced it. He went through it all. And he did that, boys and girls, to save us. Now, that's a whole different kind of wow. So today, today let's praise Jesus for his courage, for his strength, and for loving us that much when we had done nothing to deserve it. Oh gosh, yeah, Dave, amen. So, Marvin, we'll say goodbye for now, and we'll be back tomorrow for a quiz and to hear the next part of this terrible but wonderful week. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, all right. Well, see you guys tomorrow. Bye. Goodbye. We'll see you soon. God's Big Story is a ministry of Eden Grove Presbyterian Church. Music and jingles by Dave Josh. Joshua.